I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. talking about you probably don't (laughs) (laughs) so we are both i'm carrie i'm laura thank you for having me back on thank you for being here we're just just trying to find reasons me too we're just trying to find reasons to like create things together (laughs) and to live (laughs) and to live I was actually at Starbucks before I came over here, and you just walked by me, and I was like, "Oh, hey!" We were both at Starbucks. I was, I was like, "You were like, you were like, you got your stuff, and you were like, I'm leaving.' Yeah, I could just I saw like I was I like, oh, le- that I was like in my head before I knew it was you. I was like, that woman's leaving, and then she turned, and I was like, oh, hey, and then I, I drove you home to your own apartment, I got a block out away, of bed, like kind of late this morning, and was like. Just being uh, like having a slow start to the day and feeling a little lethargic, like a little bit down. And I was like, I got to take this it. tired body to Starbucks and just try and like refresh myself. Got a nice coffee and an ice water. 
and a spinach feta wrap. And like, you know, I love Starbucks food. I know. And great. as I was like putting my Splenda's in my iced coffee, I smiled, rem- like being like, oh my God, I get to like pod with Carrie today and we get to talk about this show. And it made me really happy. And then you appeared <laughs> and I was like, this couldn't get any more perfect. I was like, there you are. And there is a Starbucks barista named Tyler spelled T-I-L-O-R. Is that the one with the dyed yeah. eyebrows? I love him. He's really nice. He complimented my manicure. He has nice nails. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, there's like a whole, like, it's like a gay, very gay Starbucks. Yeah, and, and all the baristas have, like, their own unique gay energy. I know. And, like, one, and their tags are all, like, have, like, unique gay, like, decoration. Yeah, each one has, like, a great their own great personal vibe going on. There was that really hot one with the huge arms that mm-hmm. was had, like, you know, you could tell he like wears his retainer every night and mm-hmm. he had his name was Alex love, but it was like his little flair was just lines. Like it was radiating, okay. but it, and it was really simple and you could tell like he was like, that's quirky. Yeah. He and loved I, it. And I was like, I love that for him. Does he have brown eyes? Yeah. He beautiful was like, brown eyes. Beautiful guy. I know. I almost like told six, him. Four. Yeah. Cause he took my order today yeah. and I was almost like, God, your eyes are so beautiful. Yeah. He was striking and I was staring at him before I saw you, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I just, <laughs> I just like kept thinking like he probably was like proud of his little name tag and I would have been too. Yeah. That's like artsy. I worked at Cold Stone. I get it. You have to have some uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Any flair will do. I feel <laughs> like when I'm in Starbucks, I'm bet like they throw me a life raft by just like taking my order and giving me what I need. Yeah. For like a very reasonable price. Also, when they, when you have one, even if it's just one barista knows your name and knows your order, mm-hmm. you feel like king of the world. You are. A high roller like yeah. i the one i usually go to they all know my name mm-hmm. they have my order ready to go before i'm even like done wow. paying wow ahead of the mobile orders you're a vip i'm a vip there yeah you and really like, are if no one knows my name they do at starbucks at least at starbucks <laughs> you can depend they can spell my name right and it's not gary no it's carrie it's not larry i've gotten all the different combinations but i'm like if i don't go through life if i spend the rest of my life and no one and i'm like just i die like unknown i'll invite them to your funeral they will have known they will have known me there Mm -hmm. what's your order of venti iced coffee now i've switched to trenta and they've made no i go (laughs) i go i go to a drive-thru starbucks now because i have a car and i'm lazy so Mm -hmm. i just but it's they know who i am there's this one there's this one cashier and she sometimes uh takes her order like when you drive up she's outside and then reports oh, back mm-hmm. she is so on it when i see her i'm like oh yes because mm-hmm. when she's in charge i know things are operating yeah she's like oh here there you are so you're gonna have your trenta now right you've switched whoa but i'm just i just got a surge of raw right? jealousy at and, like and caf- secondhand caffeine high how much you are known and drinking <laughs> and how much fucking coffee you fucking careen you careen into that girl. drive-through oh. ready for a fucking trenta I'm a trenta girl now <laughs> and and she like 
the when other, you go Trenta, it's I don't go back. Huge. No, no one goes back. I'm not Trenta. leaving the Trenta realm, You're, and I'm in it, and I've been in it for about a week and a half, and I love. No, I've been in it for about two weeks. You and my best friend Christine are both Trenta girls. I am. In, I think I'm in it for life. You, I can't. How do I go back go, from here? You can't ever. It's like it. doing harder and harder drugs. That's why I it's have like, not gone Trenta because I was like, should I Trenta? And yeah. I was like, I can't ever step back from a trend i'm not renting for that transition no it's like when i was like mm, coke is okay i won't do anything else and i was like mm, ketamine and then i was like ghb and it was like you just go farther and farther trent is the heroin and now of that Starbucks. I'm, it is and now that i'm i'm in recovery i'm like well, i need something so i have to just keep going and going there it's like my i get to have one thing slightly unsafe like thing and yeah. it, that's for me that's trenta <laughs> You've switched now, right? I've switched. Yeah. And then the other day, this one guy who was like this kind of has this very like monotone gay was like, he was like, do you want to just get three shots? I mean, you might as well. You've switched. Like they all know. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I will. But like he he persuaded me to get another shot. Yeah. He's like, like, you see You like it raw. Yeah. He was like, (laughs) you like you like to get raw dog. He's like, do you want to just take the condom off? Yeah. You do like raw sex. And you're like, you know what? You know what? I, I do. I but do. I, but I love that. He goes, you might as well. Wow. And I was like, you're right. You're right. But I, that was like, I don't think I can commit to three. I, I can do like another, I do sometimes do it like today when I saw you, I'd already had one, a Trenta with two shots. And then you had another Trenta. With a shot. No, another venti. Yeah, because I, I was uh, gonna say it looked like a venti. No, I keep it. I keep it. Like, you do. You're only at one trenta a day. Yeah, but that's the beginning of your coffee yeah. journey. And I then, start out with. I like. It's like a hot rail. Wow. Of like. Blow to the dome. Yeah. Just like followed up by just like bumps. Yeah. Reinforcement bumps throughout the day. It's a fat line in the in the beginning of the day, and then just little. <laughs> You're literally the wolf of Wall Street. I am. But with coffee. You love coffee. You love coffee. You love coffee, do you? You love coffee, don't you? I'm swinging swinging my little sock with pennies. (laughs) Kristen raps on the door. I hear there's a coffee lover. Yeah, there's a coffee lover. Hey, you want some Trenta? You want to go vendi? No, you're a Trenta girl. I see. I'm a Trenta girl. I've always have been, always will be. So I was drinking Trenta when I was six years old. Haven't stopped. And I'm like, all right. I'm in the zone with you. And she's like, come on, let's go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> she like Charleston's to the Starbucks. Here are, yeah, when, anytime you Kristen switch. Kristen doesn't to, drive through. No. She Charleston's through a Starbucks drive through. <laughs> anytime anyone ever switches to Trenta size, Kristen <laughs> automatically appears and goes, hey there, switching to Trenta, I see. Welcome to the club. She goes, Charleston with her for like 10 minutes and, yeah. then you, and then you get your coffee. You die from a heart attack yeah. and then Chris goes, another coffee lover down. Another <laughs> coffee lover down. Can't handle that Trenta, can you? No, you can't. <laughs> Just what I suspected. She comes and like tests you. <laughs> she does test And if you can't. It's if like you, a rumpled silk skin. <laughs> if you don't go into cardiac arrest, you pass. <laughs> You're passing with flying colors. You Trenta and then follow it up with a venti. That's wild and I love it. I mean, you're living on the edge. You and Kristen both like in the distance, the Starbucks drive through girl will hear like a tap shoes on the concrete. It's me and Kristen. It's you and Kristen. Hey! Like an old movie musical. (laughs) No, it's, it's like, I mean, I'm such a fucking addict. Like, I'm such a fucking <laughs> former cokehead. Like, that I, like, it is. 
<laughs> that you do a trenta and then a panty. It's like I. <laughs> If like everyone, I'm sure everyone in the drive-thru is probably like, oh, this guy's definitely like in recovery. Cause like, this is just like, like that old drug addict's coming back for another venti. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> back in my day, I used to do back in my day. Now I don't stick to Trenta. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like, I'm feeling very like, like old Hollywood studio, like just amphetamines. Yeah. Like, it's a dexedrine. Take the red pill. You're yeah. like Bob Fosse. I Fosse am. Fosse Verdon. I'm fucking Glenn, Gwen Verdon. <laughs> we all are Gwen. We are. She's a queen to She's me. She's a Trenta girl. She is a Trenta lady. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is a Trenta girl in Hollywood? <sighs> Hollywood Trenta girls. Lindsay Lohan is a Gaga Trenta is a girl. Trenta girl. Oh, Gaga is nothing but Trenta. Um... You need to start like a Trenta club. Glenn Close. She could be a Trenta girl. Yeah. Trenta girls. <laughs> Trenta girls. My friend messaged me. Uh, he's a social media friend. He messaged me and he said, I'm saying Trenta girl. I should credit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Grossy yeah. Pelosi on Instagram. <laughs> and he, uh, his Insta bio is a, a Trenta girl living in a venti world. <laughs> And and when I I talked about switching to Trenta on like an Insta story, and mm-hmm. he messaged me and said, "Welcome to the club," and I felt like community. It is a community. There is a community of Trenta. Dan Pelosi was very pleased, mm-hmm. but I was like, "Wow, it's like a it's like a world." It is a world. If Kristen was to watch your Insta story or listen to this podcast when she heard you switch to Trenta, she'd go, "Damn right, damn right, damn right, Ed." <laughs> She gets all points bulletin. <laughs> she just says, she like records like points bulletin. She sends you a telegram. Switch. She's on the switchboard. It's like, Hello? heard you love Trenta. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Good for you. Stop. <laughs> hold please. Hold please. She's like Trenta HQ. Hold please. That's just, like her day. She's just constantly. She's constantly connecting Trenta oh girls. She would have been a great like phone operator. Yeah. She's switchboard girl switchboard girl just like connecting the trenta lovers the marvelous mrs mizell is a trenta girl oh for 100 percent. she was born with a trenta yeah. in her hand what's her name who does all the amy um amy sherman paladino paladino she's she, her, her, she speaks trenta yeah instead of awards she just has trenta cups mm-hmm. next to all the awards gilmore girls all great by the way i love all amazing oh marvelous mrs mazel is a light in the darkness it's a fucking beacon of hope it truly gives me so so much it brings me nothing but joy but when i'm watching the marvelous mrs mazel i feel like afterward when i stop watching it i should just walk up to the first person i see and go hey fuck face get out of my way yeah the dialogue is coming from a place of trenta right yeah always (laughs) i come from a place of trenta i say this to you from a place of trenta i say this to you with fully from a place of trenta fuck you fuck you fuck face Hey, fuckface. Hey, fuckface. How do you love Trentas? How do you love Trentas? So you want to be a Trenta girl, huh? Huh? You see? You want to be a Trenta starlet. <laughs> you want to be in my Trenta stable. Well, that's a tall order for a tall drink. <laughs> they say, you know, they say tall glass of water. Well, I say tall glass of coffee. And by that, I mean a, a Trenta. Trenta. <laughs> 
Like it, love it, gotta have it. Trenta. Trenta. Trenta for life. Once you go trendy, you can't go back. Once you go trendy, you can't go back. And that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> I've been doing Trenta since I was six years old. Judy Garland was a Trenta girl. Oh, well. I know. Renee, I think, went full method and ordered nothing but Trentas to play Judy Garland in the Judy Damn. Garland movie. Does she have a show out on Netflix now where she's like deciding the fate of like several straight couples? Yeah, it's called like What If? And I, I don't get it. I've never, I can't wrap my head around it. And I'm choosing to live in a world where What If doesn't exist. It's, it's like the first thing I see when I open Netflix. And I'm like, I love Renee. I'm ready for the Renaissance, but like, the Zellweigerssons. The Zellweigerssons. I can't. Like, I just am like, I don't know about this. Yeah, the, I don't I know see, like, about this. And, I say to myself, I don't know about this. I see on like Sunset Boulevard, like this billboard of what if, and it's like Renee, like it's like what sliced between if, yeah, and like part of her face is shrouded in, in the shadows. Yeah, she's like. Staring off, like while this young couple, this young hot couple is like seductively staring at each other, and Renee's like, "I pull the puppet strings." You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, is that what it is? I don't know. I'm like, what if I don't watch this? Is it like about I like Tinder? I can't tell you. I watched you the preview, right. and I didn't. I didn't know. Um, I'm watching just a recommend. Can I do like yeah, a show? Yeah, please. I'm watching Chernobyl. Oh, on HBO. Okay, I hear that that's incredible. It's incredible, but like prepare yourself for the darkest show I've ever seen. Like it, this is the grimmest show I've ever seen in my life. I need to watch it. It's so well done and like just perfectly is like a mood piece and just brings you into this realm of true doom, mm-hmm. which is and I I obviously like I wasn't born when Chernobyl happened cuz I'm very young. <laughs> I was born in the late 80s. Ooh, flex. Um, but when did Chernobyl happen? 85 or 86. Fuck, but, I was born. Yeah, but... I doth aged myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Toss his hair back. No, but I'm like, like I'm, rub some Vaseline on the lens. Run some Vaseline. <laughs> but I'm I, an old broad. But I... <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a Chernobyl podcast? Oh, my God. I'm, I mean, I'm down. I need to watch it. You're the first but, person that I trust that recommended it. And then after I saw that you, because you've storied about it. and no, There's like a Chernobyl community on Twitter. And of like, now there's like a bunch of Chernobyl gays have yeah. also recommended it to I'm a, me. I am a 100% <laughs> of Chernobyl gay. And you are too. You're, I am at heart. You're definitely a Chernobyl gay. But yeah. it and is, both Trenta and Chernobyl, we are all. But like knowing you, it is such a show for you. Mm-hmm. And it's because like obviously like I knew how devastating of a moment it was in history but i didn't know that the extent of like the body horror that went on with it and like what I it really did i don't know anything about so it was just like a reactor chernobyl 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 well it's it's kind of cool because it's a british it's british production mm-hmm. so everyone has british accents oh, which I i'm that. i'm like and i read at first i was kind of jarred by it but then i read a review uh interview with the creators who were like we're, we're not going to do russian accents because that sounds like boris and Mm-hmm. from you know rocky and bullwinkle yeah but um it's just so well done but yeah it's like this reactor in ukraine was so close to having a thermal explosion that would have i think they say in the show like there's a point where it's like they have to get somewhere in it's basically it's like if you go near the core of this melted down core of this reactor mm-hmm. it will kill you in days and people the soviet union was trying to cover it up because they obviously didn't want the world to know that they had like this 
ill-fitted having, facility. Like, yeah. And like it was during the Cold War and like tensions were so high even yeah. in the 80s. And so they were in true like totalitarian regime, like keeping everything, everything's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they were literally sending people to their deaths to go confirm that everything was fine at the core. And like there's this haunting shot. I mean, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but there's this, I mean, you know what happens. <laughs> And like, Wikipedia. Don't, no spoilers, please. Yeah, no spoilers, please. I want to go into Chernobyl raw. But like, you see this image of this guy go. It's like if he if he's saying like if I go stand in that spot, I will die. And the people are like, no, you have to go to prove to the state. You know, to the this praise be to the state. Elements of your interest, right? Are the state the being state. number one praising the state praising the state so like to go olivia jade come to you live from chernobyl olivia jade amazing here hey it's olivia jade for state tv i'm here <laughs> at chernobyl it's like just being like proving your complete subservience to the power in chart like the regime mm-hmm. so they send like this guy who's so smart and they're and they're yelling at him and they're like no you're lying the core is fine it's you know the radiation is not coming out of it and he's like if you send me there, I'm going to die. Yeah. And they're like, go. And then he's like, fine, I'll go. And then you just see the shot of him turning around and looking at the camera and his face all, because what radiation at that exposure, you, your face turns bright red because all the blood vessels in your body are just exploding at once. I almost lost bowel control at that because yeah. it's like truly terrifying. It's, and he just turns to the camera and like, as you just know, this guy is going to die in like days because it's, and yeah, anyway, it's just, and the music is like this pulsating, like Trent Reznor kind of shit. And it's just like, wow, so dark. And Stellan Skarsgård's in it, who I think is so hot. God, show me a Skarsgård that isn't smoking hot. Right? I beg of you. You can't do it. They're all hot. Also, I only learned recently that that was <laughs> the father. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that he, like, I thought they just had the same last name. Nope. Anyway, but he's in it. He's amazing. That guy from madman who hanged himself is in it you've sold me on Chernobyl. Yeah, it's just everyone out there it's i think there's only like six episodes chic but you know what else has six episodes high society high society the reason for our gathering the season um so basically we both love tinsley we're obsessed with real housewives of new york mm-hmm. which like God help us all. A clash should be taught on that show. Yeah. It deserves Emmys. It, it actually does. It actually does. And it's actually, I think, misogynistic and patriarchal that like... An anti-gay. An anti-gay. <laughs> that all the bad things that those shows don't get nominated. Because all that gets nominated is like Amazing Race. Like, fuck you. No one cares about that show. Survivor, please. Yeah, it's it, not 2000... It's not 1998 or whenever that fucking show came out. Yeah, Bravo definitely gets shafted. But, like, even Vanderpump Rules should get nominated. Honestly, like... And I was talking about this last night, but these shows, like High Society and All the Housewives, are such good time capsules of our culture. And they even, are. like... Lindsay Lohan's beach house for as horrible as it was, was a great like mirror being held up to society and, of like, itself. Influencer culture. And yeah. Like, and like truly nothing has mirrored the Trumpian regime as well as like Lindsay Lohan's beach house where there are no rules. Nothing confusion, makes sense. Confusion, confusion running by a liar who just changes their mind all the time. Unstable. Terror. Like on the loose, all the brand ambassadors, human are trafficking. Like, yeah, it's everything. It really was people getting fired 
like at a for, drop of a hat. Yeah, for God knows what. It kind of was. It really was. And like High Society was one of those shows that came out to not much attention on the CW mm-hmm. in like 2008 or 9, I think it was 2009 or 10. It was the height of the recession. And no one really engaged with it except for me. I was immediately sucked in. <laughs> except for me. Yeah. And I was like, this is one of the darkest things. And honestly, such laid perfect groundwork for a show like Vanderpump Rules. Like, it's very Vanderpump. It was definitely. I mean, I've watched it now. Like, I mean, it's good. I needed a refresher. So yeah. I'm but like, I from what I've seen, like, it is ahead of its time totally and i think it like it 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 was trying to be it was like weird escapism like gossip girl was sort of like came out at the perfect time because it was like everyone no one had money and like everyone was like just wanted nice things yeah so gossip girl was like a great escape and this was trying to piggyback on gossip girl and be like this is the real gossip Gossip girl Girl. but also featuring like 20 and 30 somethings (laughs) (laughs) like tbds like 40 year olds yeah and like but also not shying away from showing like how awful all these people are. I've high society, like it goes, it's grim. It's like they, very grim. they are, it is for some reason. I mean, even on like housewives and Vanderpump, like when you think, wow, this person is awful or like, this is a crazy thing that the editors just let like stand. Mm-hmm. These editors were are like merciless vicious lohan beach club like the editors weren't even this this like vicious no these are <laughs> and i applaud them for their like doc venom. it's a docu-series but it, it's it's more real than any yeah and, and that's why and I shapeless think and like strange and it's just like capturing a moment in yeah. time and then it never happens again and it captures new york at a really specific moment mm-hmm. like kind of the height of gawker and like, yeah. you know, like the internet blogging. This was the dawn also of like, it happened around like the dawn of Twitter as yeah. well. Because I remember doing white girl problems around the same time as high society and being like, all these people are like true babes. Like, yeah, they, and are, they really are. They really are. And like, but it yeah. was like, it was like the golden era of Gawker, like on the internet, like where Gawker was like the only. And they only, were calling people out on the street. Yeah, like they were just calling Gawker like stalker. random socialites out. And like they, that was like, I mean, I used to read Gawker in college, just like squeal. Cause mm-hmm. like it was just, you know, you had like Richard Lawson and like all Emily Gold and like all these like, you know, Brian Moylan, like all these, and they would just call Richard's like my friend now. And like mm-hmm. he's his, his reality tv recaps are just like we're one of the greatest should be cult- literary should be moments like same ever they should be deemed like culturally relevant i would love for them to all be put into a book i do too why isn't that done i, don't, I mean he's, here's an idea here's an idea Richard. here's an idea literary publisher world but like he it it was so relevant to me as a as like a writer and i like i'm was lucky enough to like get to know Richard actually in person. And like, now he's like a friend, like a real friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And like, I've known him for a while now. And, but I remember like one night I was talking to him and we were hanging out and I was like, do you know, I emailed you in college. Like I wrote to your Gawker to like, try to like riff with you about that. Like I was that like, I think I did too. Like yeah. messaged him at some point, or at least like I reached out in some capacity. Cause I was so moved by the gossip girl recaps that like there are. Yeah. 
It was it, great, great writing. But he, but, but I, what I'm trying to say, like all this, this period, especially of like New York in this time, like mm-hmm. it was so specific and high society like is in that moment so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in, like page six and like just when the blogs were, were the new press kind yeah. of thing, you know? And like, it was, I think it was ahead of its time because no one really got social media yet. No one got like the internet. There was ragging. no Instagram, really. Internet tabloid. Like, didn't really... Yeah, like, none of that shit existed. And this was... If this show had come out, like, four years ago, three years ago, it would have been... Or even, like, when Vanderpump came out. Yeah. It would have been, like, a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Also, like, CW is a weird place yeah. to put a reality what show on. I'm like, that's your first mistake, but... Yeah, that was a totally... Bizarre. bizarre. Yeah. Because I remember... It should have been, like, MTV or something. What was... Housewives had had they really popped off at this point or was there really only oc no no there had been new york new york was like 2007 this was the era of like kelly benson like 2010 okay yeah like sonia morgan just came on i think Mm -hmm. but But it was still see housewife started in 2005 yeah it's an oldie which is crazy yeah that's insane but i remember seeing like it was still kind of Bravo had not become no. a true juggernaut that it no. is today. Nah, nah, no, it was, it was housewives was still like very niche. Yeah. And like, did you know who Tinsley was or before the show? No, my friends, our friend, Sam Lansky, mm-hmm. who's been on the pod. Yeah. He, I think he tipped me off to the show when we were still living in New York. He was like, you have to watch this. And then I watched it. With you once, I think I like found because it was ago. not because like you found it on YouTube. And you I were found like, it on YouTube, and that's where all of you guys can watch it. It got uploaded like last year, yeah. miraculously. The get whole on it season, now. get on it now. <laughs> I like was having like a stress dream last night that it was like deleted before we could pot about right. it, and it was like stressing me out. But like, I remember I followed Tinsley. I had known about because I like followed a bunch of like the girls that were written about in Vogue that were like all the socialites. So it's like Tinsley, Lauren Santa Domingo and like a bunch and like Arden wall and like all these kind Arden of, wall? yeah, it was like, um, back in like early aughts, there were like this group of socialite girls and I just thought they were and really, Tinsley was in it. Tinsley was in it. She was always like in Vogue and stuff. And she was like about. the Serena Vanderwoodson. Yeah. And had like gorgeous blonde hair. And then there was like, um, I think like Plum Sykes wrote books that were like the debutante divorcee that was like about those types of girls. And so I was just always interested in them. And then this reality show happened and I was like, Tinsley yeah. and like really got on it. Tinsley. Then I was like horrified and amazed that this show even existed. Then once this show came out, it never came back Thanks. and was scrubbed from everywhere which once you watch you'll realize why and then i think with tinsley's resurgence of fame on housewives of new york some gay i'm sure uploaded the whole thing to the <laughs> internet glorious Thank man god yeah for I, him I mean, guy douglas whoever you are with your youtube channel i salute you no i think i knew about tinsley from gawker stuff and like just page but but and then when sam told me about her i like i watched it and i was like so like she's the one but i before she was on the real housewives of new york i was i was a i was working at paper magazine Mm -hmm. when i was in new york and there was a article about her arrest 
where she was trespassing Mm -hmm. in Palm Beach at her ex-boyfriend's house. And like, I was so excited about it. Not that she got arrested, but it felt so like in that heyday of bad behavior. Uh huh. Just like socialites being like talked about. And so I wrote this thing about it and she complained to this is, and I like regret this, but she sent an email to my editor being like, I thought I had a friend in paper and I feel really bad. And then she was on the real housewives. And then she explained that like, she was her ex-boyfriend was like a psycho. And she was like, yeah, it seemed like a really dark. Yeah. So I felt that's, (laughs) so that's my relationship to Tinsley. I love that. I feel bad that I wrote that, but it was really funny. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. And also like her mugshot was iconic. Her mugshot was iconic. And like, she's the one that got arrested. So really you should be mad at yourself for your own behavior. Not mad that people commented on it. That's true. So think about that. Think about that. But yeah, this, this show has, so this is capturing Tinsley, which a plot line that is still discussed almost 10 years later on constantly referenced. So Tinsley was married to, Topper, Topper Mortimer. Mortimer. Tinsley's real name is Tinsley Mercer. Mm-hmm. Her family is like Virginia old money. Yeah. So they say. Like Southern old money. Carpet people. Like they have like a carpet sure. company. I sure. think. Um, so Literally like, we were talking earlier and it's like to have old money, you need to invent like a doorknob. Yeah. Back in like the 1900s. Yeah. And then like your family. A is railing. A yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they're like from that kind of fucking money where it's just like. Um, forget it yeah yeah so tinsley was married to topper the Mor- kind of money that where you can ma- name your child something like tinsley and dabney dabney not names we'll get to dabney in a second mm-hmm. so tinsley was married to her high school sweetheart they went to the pingree school in new jersey which is that a chic boarding school yeah that's like that's like North- you send the kids to boarding yeah. school it's like you're it's right outside new york city it's in north jersey it's like very very chic i think some other famous people have gone there but you sneak out of boarding school you go into the city on the weekends hey we're going to we're leaving pingree tonight you know like Mm -hmm. where where do you go pingree it's like where do you go is that how you spell it say it rosemary hall whoa i thought it was like chote phillips which one andover wow exeter i don't know any of these i What's the one that Gwyneth went to? She went to a chic New York school. Like, oh, did she go to Dwight? Chapin. Did she go to Dwight? The she, I know about Chapin. Went to Dwight. Okay. Chapin? That's like a day school. Yeah. I briefly, there was a, okay, this is full disclosure. I'm being really vulnerable right now. <laughs> I, my parents considered holding, having me do a gap year. Mm-hmm. Where, because they thought I was not mature to go to enough to go to college, mm-hmm. which like probably true, but also like just they. That's yeah. everyone. So they <laughs> they wanted to me to consider going to Phillips Andover, taking, graduating from high school, going to Phillips Andover for a year as like a, an extra senior, uh-huh. getting and then getting into a good school from there. We had some of those like super seniors at yeah. my like weird emotional growth boarding school that would right. just stay for six months after. I was like, why the fuck are you still here? Like, get out. And like, I ended but up. Bradley wanted to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up going to like a, a good school, but like, they just, they thought like I just needed like another year to like marinate kind of, mm-hmm. which like, you know, very nice. And like, I'm obviously like, I sound like a fucking like privileged piece of shit, but like, I'm. I'm lucky that I even had that option. Yeah. So but Andover is like, would it be a boarding school? Yeah, you live okay. there. It's like, so I went to school. <laughs> I went to go look at it, like, 
during the college visit moment mm-hmm. and we i went with my dad and it was like this picturesque campus it was like looked like it was just it was like a movie it yeah. was like just perfect it was like this little it was like the village mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> <M. Night> <laughs> it was just perfect i think i got a tour from these really nice kids and they were like trying to be really they were really peppy and they were like and i just was not having it yeah that sounds pretty nice i was like being such a brat and they were like over here like we do game nights you know and i was like you know because i was Mm -hmm. like drinking then and i I I just want to party well also it's like it's not like you're trying to go there for actual like a four year of high school you're going there is like i'm gonna just just spend a year here and i was a swimmer so then we talked to the swim coach Mm -hmm. because like i was decent so he was like really interested in me joining the team and like and he was like (laughs) does this make me sound like it's such a no i'm like relating because i was truly the i'm like welcome to white people and boarding school hour this podcast but like no you had a crazy experience but like that i was one of the oldest people to graduate from my was 19 and a half when i graduated high school i was like i've been here too long (laughs) (laughs) and i get it like you're just like get me out of here and yeah and like i i should have been like this is i should have been more appreciative and been like i don't know if this is for me but i'm like lucky that my parents are like yeah but you're a teenager your brain isn't even like and so the swim coach was like so carrie tell me why do you want to why would you want to come to phillips and I went, I don't know. My dad wants me to be here. <laughs> How high society of you. I know. And my dad looked at me like, you motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. So that didn't happen. I so love that's, that. I don't know why I'm, I went into that story. That's a high society it's spinoff. Very, right? Yeah. That's like a very NYC prep. Because yeah. you're so, you're not that kind of person. So to look at you in that light is a fun. It's like a secret. This is a facet. But yeah, I mean, my parents, God bless them. They just, I was just an idiot in high school. Who I was in my head up my ass. I like, yeah, I was just bad at school. I was good in English, but well, anyway. Same. So anyway, they went to the Pingree school. Sorry about that diatribe, everyone. No, the Pingree school. And then they met and they, or they got married when Tinsley was 18 years old. They eloped, I think in, in high school. And then they had like a full on wedding. In high school, they eloped? I think they were still Chic. in high school and they eloped. So Topper was like her first true love. Yeah. And they had like a full on like, their wedding was like Jackie Kennedy's wedding. Like a crazy expensive socialite wedding. Because she married into like the a standard oil family. Which that is like oil families are truly the end all be all of like socialite who you decide to marry. Oil families, railroad families, mm-hmm. and like shipping. Yeah. Greek shipping air is like, yeah. I couldn't ask for anything more than that. <laughs> I'm like, my wish list is not that long. Greek just, shipping air. Just a, just a Greek big old fat nose. Yeah. Shaggy hair. Billion dollars in the bank. <laughs> just a bill. Simple. Just one bill. Yeah. So she, they were married and then they had this like fab life. They lived in the Upper East Side in this crazy apartment. Which it shows like pictures of that we, looks we, like an old grandma's apartment. We both went, ew. Yeah. We she was like, like, gross. And Tinsley, when they, when you're introducing, when she's being introduced, she's like, we lived in the most incredible apartment on the Upper East Side and they flash to it. And I'm like, this is jacked like, up. Gross. Yeah. This is like an antique, a bad antique store. Like, yeah. Cause I knew what it smelled like. It's like, it smelled like, like my 
it's just like a grandma's. Like if your grandma lived there, you'd be like, I love grandma's house. Yeah. But if you, <laughs> a young, thriving couple, like your friend who invites you over for like wine and housewives one night, and then you go to their apartment and it's literally <laughs> like a senior citizen lives here, you're like, what's wrong with you? And <laughs> yeah, I was, we both were like, this is really like, hard cute. pass. Like if you offered us that apartment, we'd be like, I'll stay right here. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was not the one. So they... So Tinsley and Topper are getting divorced. It starts off with her being like, I'm going to take you into a world where everything is not well, as perfect as it seems. She's like wearing a black beret. Well, you know it's serious. <laughs> well, first, there's a shot of her weeping hysterically on her bed. And she goes... And it's one of those moments where it's like, you're probably wondering, how did a girl like me get into a place like this? And, she's, and it goes... And it rewinds to her being like, so this is me. I'm Tinsley Mortimer. And she's like on the red carpet. She goes, if you Googled me, this is what you'd see. I'm probably on a red carpet somewhere. She's on the red carpet for Obsessed. Yeah. With Allie Larder and Beyonce. TBT to the greatest movie. Of all time. Of all time. Uh, and then she's like, you wouldn't expect me to be like this sad. Yeah. How could a girl like me be sad? Yeah. It's she's like, like, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. But now things are different. I'm it's, rich and I'm white. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> how could this blonde, happen? Long hair. And I have long blonde hair and I wear dresses. Mm-hmm. So how could a girl like me be sad? And then it's like, like you said, like she's in a turtleneck. She's in a turtleneck. She's in an all black turtleneck <sighs> with like a little jacket and a black beret, like walking thoughtfully in a park with like a dog on a leash. And you're like, fuck, things are, things have taken a turn for <laughs> That's when you know it's bad. I'm like, no, you're in a scene from The Baby Boom with yeah. Diane Keaton. <laughs> she literally is dressed like Diane Keaton on Instagram. She is. Yeah. Taking so, like a mournful stroll. Right. So we... So then she's like, she's moving into a new apartment with a new life. And in Midtown. In Midtown. Which is, if you've lived in New York... Midtown is truly a dead zone. Like Midtown East is... You don't want it. No, it's the weirdest place in the world. It's bizarre. I the I was in New York recently and found myself walking in Midtown and I was just like, where is anything? <laughs> I was like, where is anything? Like I was looking for some sort of place to like call home or like even just a fun store to go into. Yoo-hoo. Yeah. And I was like walking the streets, just like looking around and like looking on Google Maps. And I was like, there's nothing. It's literally the Sahara Desert. I can't tell you how many times like I've been to a Dwayne Reed in Midtown buying like a four foot long phone charger and like (laughs) crying because my life was in shambles. And I'm like, and I'm in Midtown in Dwayne Reed. You know, it was like you enter Midtown and it will be hours before you leave. So that's where Tinsley is moving. She's moving. She's like, I'm making a big change from the Upper East Side to Midtown, which is like She's like, that's your first blocks. mistake. Yeah. And she's like, this is my best friend, Alex. She's a lawyer. Alex married, Yeah. Married to a successful Wall Street guy. And Wall Street guy. <laughs> oh, just a Wall Street guy. Yeah. And like, why is a lawyer on a reality show? Also, why also, is... Also, like, she's like 20. So I, she's not a lawyer. I know. She's probably like a paralegal. Like, did she pass the bar? She, she passed the bar. She was like... She went through one of those like Kim Kardashian courses. Like the thought that you could like hire this girl who later gets like a drink thrown in her face and like flips out in her eye (laughs) to represent you legally. I want Alex Abbasau to be my attorney. Yeah, you need to hire her. I wonder what kind of law she brought. We'll have to do a wellness check on her eventually. But also like 
that in the same breath, Tinsley has to mention that she's married to a Wall Street guy. A like, successful who a Wall Street guy. She's a lawyer. Like, I don't I don't need to know. Like, and she, That's what makes me think she's not a lawyer. But I just love how she says it's not a Wall Street broker. It's not like a... Just a guy. Just a guy. A like, Wall married Street to a guy. guy who maybe lives on Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lives... What on- do you do? I'm a successful Wall Street guy. <laughs> I live on the Wall Street. <laughs> I live right on Wall Street. Yeah. So she Tinsley and Alex are getting ready, getting Tinsley ready so that she can go to Well, she's doing it. She has a big debut. So she's been out of out of out of the public eye. She's like the she's press. She's taking a break. The press is too much. It was the divorce was a big it rocked the New York society. Yeah. Like, the Mortimer Mercer divorce. It's like a huge scandal. It's been on like she always says like the press, page six, like it's all over the place. And so she's been out of commission for a while, which probably was like a week mm-hmm. to a month, maybe yeah. hiding out, hiding out, like, aka like them see me meeting with real estate brokers to like find a new apartment. Yeah, so she's getting ready to re-emerge into society. <laughs> so and Alex is like, I really just want Tinsley to like remember who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's that girl, and like I want her to like, which is like nice. Yeah. She's being good friend. Yeah, she's like helping her pick out a dress. That's nice of her. It's a Marquesa dress. (laughs) (laughs) So the big, Tinsley's big big social debut is that she's going to a Marquesa party to hobnob with Georgina Chapman and Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein makes an appearance. In the first episode of High Society. Like within the first four minutes, you see Harvey Weinstein. And you see Tinsley approaching Harvey, kissing him him on the cheek and being like, just being like, I don't know, it's crazy. And like them like laughing together. And on screen it says Harvey Weinstein producer. And she's like, Georgina Chapman is like, she's been dressing me for years. And she's married to Harvey Weinstein, who's literally like the biggest producer in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's like amazing. And so if and that doesn't tell you everything to- <laughs> you need to know about this TV show, a thousand more things will because it's the tip of a blood iceberg. We <laughs> we had to watch the Harvey Weinstein moment like eight times. We screamed. I had forgotten that Me that too. was like part of it. But then when she was like Marquesa, because Tinsley was like one of the first Marquesa girls. Yeah. And her and the dress she's wearing is like so Tinsley. Yeah. It's a classic Tins like, look. Her style has not changed at all. She's still the same Tinsley. No, it's like Shirley Temple, like... Yeah. I'm a baby. Coke with Coke. Yeah. That's her outfit. Mm-hmm. I'm a widow baby. I'm a widow baby. She should just wear a diaper. She doesn't like pants. <laughs> she should wear a full-on diaper. A diapy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she goes to this event. She's like being photographed for the first time since the divorce and then it pans over to some random gay that you like definitely recognize but you don't know where it was like one of those e-correspondent guys robert verdi robert verdi stylist yeah and And, he goes he's like and he's and you hear him like soundbite he goes there she is there she is it's tinsley yeah She's flying solo. She's flying solo. And it's like the name of the episode is called Flying Solo. So it's like they were just like, say that she's flying solo. And yeah. Was like, okay. A producer was like, we are going to mic you up and you're going to have to say this. And Robert Verdi was like, cool, give me 40 bucks. Yeah, he like, can't. Here. He's like more excited than ever. And then yeah. he corners Tinsley and they like sit on a couch together. And she's like. Well, first he's like dragging her. He's dragging her. He's like, wow, can't believe she showed up. 
Then he's like, hey, girl, how are you? You look amazing. Yeah. And then he's like, I need one of your handbags for my clients. And she's like, who are your clients? And he's like, Eva Longoria, Kristen Wiig. And it's Kathy like, Griffin. Kathy Griffin. You've never met these people. Yeah. Maybe you've met Kathy. But like, what a roster. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Eva Longoria and Kristen Wiig. And, and like... Kristen Wiig's like, who? Yeah, Kristen Wiig's like, I have never met this man. Um, <laughs> she like has an active restraining order against Robert Verity, yeah. along with the rest of the world, because he was never seen or heard from again. He's been like trying to be... I feel like he's like an HGTV or like... Yeah. He, like, he always sh- like shows up, up on like Oxygen uh-huh. to like comment on like a con- like a competition type of fashion-y show. Has he been on Project Runway? I'm sure he like was a panel judge at yeah. one point. I feel like he just always is one of those people that like, I always see him and I'm like, Oh, that guy. And like, I've seen him at like stuff in New York. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, he's around. Yeah. He's around and recognizable yet completely. <laughs> and definitely not silent. Kristen Wiig. No. Kristen Wiig definitely doesn't know who Robert Furry is. She's like, uh, wakes up in the middle of the night, like haunted by a ghost. She can't put her finger on. And it's Robert Verity name dropping her all over town. Oh my God. Tin, then we meet Tinsley's sister. Dabney. Dabney. Who? And Tinsley goes, Dabney is family. Like, literally, she, yes, yeah, she Yeah, we is. were both like, okay, yeah, she is. <laughs> she's like, your she, sister. The way she said it was like, she's like my sister. She's like family to me. It's like, it's like, yeah, you're related. Yeah, you came out of the same womb. She's your older sister. Yeah. Or is it younger? I think she's older. Okay. So Dabney Mercer is also, like, kind of looks exactly like Tinsley. But, like... Tinsley definitely is like the hot sister. Yeah, Tinsley's the, the you know, the the Marsha to her Jan. And that's what makes me love Tinsley even more cuz I like you know Tinsley knows that and she's excited yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Dabney's like you know, Dabney's like family. Dabney Dabney's family. It's like if I if I saw like my nephew who's like 7 months, <laughs> I'd be like Teddy's like family. Teddy's family. It's like, yeah, yeah we he's fucking know. His last name is Mercer. Like <laughs> and it's your sister. So she, nothing really is explained that much about Dabney. Nothing but, really needs to be because Dabney's just like that random girl that's like always hanging out in your friend group and you don't know who brought her in, but she's just going to be there always. But you don't forget her name. You never forget her name because it's really memorable, but it's the most memorable thing about her. And Dabney. then she's just like a yes girl for the friend group forever. Yeah. She's an enabler. You have to include her because she's like non-threatening Daphne yeah. and she has pretty hair, but she's like not going to steal your boyfriend. In Southern rich aristocracy, Daphne means non-threatening. Mm-hmm. A total Daphne. Yeah. She's passive. a dab. Dabster. She's a dabby. Um, so she's at this party too, right? She's like around. So we cut to her and her life. Her life is currently on hold her, her life she, is on hold because she's babysitting a literal like monster like eloise on mescaline mm-hmm. like she is living with jules kirby who's another castmate jules kirby there's never been and there probably never will be a person who is so vile on television that you truly your jaw drops to the floor anytime they're on screen like i described her to someone at a party over the weekend as iconically racist. <laughs> she literally says, well, first, our first introduction to her is her. 
She's on the phone, and the first they're, words they're, they that live, come out her of her and mouth. Daphne live in a penthouse at the Empire Hotel, which like which is like a TBD a real TB. It's like brown and it's purple color thing. scheme. Yeah. It's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. And the first words that come out of Jules's mouth are, "I want to speak to the manager." And she's on the phone. It she's says two a.m. It's two twelve or two sixteen a.m. And Jules is demanding to speak to a manager. Yeah. And if that doesn't like inform her truest essence yeah. then you're lost but dabney's like also like, <laughs> like <laughs> jules is the original speak to the manager white lady but like they're drinking red bull vodka and it's like 2 a.m and i'm like and dabney's fully dressed and like wearing like a sweater and like she's wearing like a cardigan like sh- trousers yeah and dabney like, seems like oddly together yeah and jules is like demanding to speak to a manager berating like hotel staff on the phone it's two in the morning it's two in the morning she throws the phone against the wall it crashes they, they throw stuff a lot on this show she throws yeah she throws her cell phone she throws a phone across the room and then she's like i'm jules kirby She's like, I have houses in France, St. Bart's, Thailand, London. And a lot of places in New York. A lot of places in New York. And yet I'm living at this hotel. Yeah, I'm crashing with my, I'm probably like freeloading off my rich friend. Mm -hmm. But she has houses in Thailand. And Jules Kirby comes from the Dreyfus family, which is another like billionaire family. She claims to. She claims to. Nothing's been super proven, but I will say... After the show came out, when I was doing the Babe Walker blog for a while, I wrote about Jules. And eventually, and this happened to many people that wrote about her during this time, one of her lawyers emailed me and was like, you need to delete this like paragraph that you wrote about Jules from your website or we're going to like press charges. I'm like, good fucking luck. I have an iPad mini. Like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but like, sure, I'll fucking delete this post where I call Jules a racist, which if you watch the show, she's fully actively iconically racist. Yeah. And then all, all these other... So I think that she was... Her rich family sent a lawyer to like bully bloggers into like erasing any sort of bad thing about jewels and i think that that's part of the reason the show was scrubbed was from her rich family well, her dad's a her i did look up her dad is a really famous attorney mm-hmm. in new york and but they i think it was huffpo or like some they they reached out to julia louis dreyfus <laughs> oh yeah because that she's part of that family well, yeah she's like the heir apparent like she has Julie Lee Dreyfus has like $4 billion. I love that about her. And also like a, an extra $200 million from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, they denied that she was part of their family. Yeah. So as like, one would because, I mean, look at this show. See. So Jules begins her, her like intro in the pilot saying, literally the first thing she says is, I don't like homosexual. I don't associate with homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Homosexuals. Homosexuals. Calls, this, is, this is 2010. She's my friends tend to not be homosexuals, Jews, or black people. She was like, I only like white people. I only like white guys. And then they cut to her in the club with Dabney, and she says, that black girl over there needs to get away. Pointing at a girl whose face is like blurred out. Yeah. And a like, black woman. Who's a black standing. woman who's like standing far away and yeah. like dancing with a drink in her hand, and Jules is not having it. And then Dabney like 
kind of goes like Jules. <laughs> Dabney is like the complicit, like racist friend that kind of like laughs low key at Jules's antics, yeah. but like never is like you need to like chill the fuck out and you're being like so inappropriate right now. No, Dabney tries to front as like she's the rational one, like because then you see her after Jules like yell berates the Empire Hotel concierge, she calls them on the phone like the landline mm-hmm. of the penthouse and like holds the phone up to Jules and is like, I have them on, apologize to them, just please, it'll make it easier. And and Dabney goes, I'm so sorry. She's just been angry today. <laughs> Dabney, the friend that day. will always like yeah. make an excuse for you. And I'm like, what what did she have that day that was so hard? That would require her calling down and screaming at someone at two AM. But I love her like her codependent enabling. She she's had a really, really hard really day. She's been really angry today. She's been really angry today. Like then Jules She's an adult human. Yeah. She fully like has autonomy over her own actions yeah. and is like a horrific human being. And so she- then Dabney <laughs> hands the phone to her to apologize to the concierge to make to save face. And then Jules doubles down and just starts like screaming and she's like, There's a recession going on and like people should really be getting jobs right now and not idiots like you, blah blah blah. Like and then throws the phone again. So Jules is like firmly unapologetic for anything. And also, we forgot to say, in her like talking head moment, she goes, I use the N word sometimes and I think it should be okay to say. And then it she cuts literally her. says, <laughs> I, I use the N-word and I think it should be okay. She's just like, mm. and then she goes, I want to work for the United Nations. <laughs> My dream is to work for the United Nations. After saying she hates every group that's targeted around the world. She hates minorities. She hates minorities. She hates. She talks down She's to a white service people. She's like a full-blown Aryan Richard Nation. Spencer. Yeah. Like, like she she is literally like, what are those people? Like, she's she an Aryan woman, like Aryan nation woman. Like a white supremacist yeah. who just wants to, like, would love to work for the UN. She wants to casually work for the UN. Like, do you know who's <laughs> in the UN and what it represents? What does she think it is? Producers, like, they, they probably had a field day. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is like a producer's wet dream. Yeah. Someone like Jules Kirby, who's clearly, like, psychotic. Wretched. Yeah. Re- like, like, mental. she's, she's like, mentally, mentally Ill. Ill. But I, I, honestly, I'm not even going to give her that excuse, because that, that denotes that, like, she has, like, she can't control it. Mm-hmm. She's just a fucking dick. Yeah. She's a wretched she's a asshole. Bitch. Yeah. And... Her hair, she just also look. Her hair is the same color as her face. She's always like ruddy and windblown. Like yeah. she's been standing at the top of like a ski like cliff and gotten like a gust of ice cold air to the face. And like, like also on top of doing a lot of coke. Yeah, she's always like she's been trapped in a wind tunnel her entire life. She has that Lilo like two thousand eight ruddiness mm-hmm. that was like kind of chic. She loves like a ruddy <laughs> with like a windburn, like, a windburn, <laughs> windburn jewels. Jules Kirby. <laughs> Her hair is overly blown. Like, she's blown it out, like, way too much. It's bleached out. It's, like, a. it's kind of too thin to begin with. And uh-huh. then you, like, bleach and damage on top of that. And then it just becomes, like, a limp mane. And her skin is the same color as her hair. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, she's a shocking. She's shockingly horrible. Yeah. She says all these things in the first minute of her being introduced. Yeah. So, so like, like, this is, like, your intro. This is, like, who she is. And then it just we are going snowballs into from there. I, the fact that the CW even allowed her, a woman, a white woman, to say, I think the N-word should be okay to say on 
a fairly popular channel. Yeah. Is like is wild. Wild. I don't think that that would happen. I don't think she could. The fact that they even cast her on a show where they're like, we really need a racist. Yeah. Got any names for me? And they're like, how about Jules Kirby? And She's also like, a homophobe and an anti-Semitic. And they're yeah, like, and they're great, perfect. perfect, hits all quadrants. And then like hired her and like encouraged this kind Paid of her to live in a nice penthouse. Yeah. Also, side note. Anyone who's watched The Real Housewives of New York, they know that Tinsley loves living in a hotel. Like, what is it with the Mercer girls? Yeah. They love living in hotels. They love a hotel. They love being Eloise. Mm-hmm. Tinsley's like, I want to be Eloise. It's a girl thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm trying to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I'm planning a trip to Italy this summer, and I'm trying to stock up on lots of linen wear for the hot Italian days. And Quince is a great option for linen dresses, pants. Their styles are really comparable with other brands that cost two to three times more. So I'm perusing Quince and having myself a little bit of a shopping spree. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash sexy unique for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sexy unique to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash sexy unique. Do you hear that? Right now we are. We took a little break. We took a little break. We're back. It's There's days some, later. There's been a lot of changes. You've had a lot of changes in your life. Yeah. My life is took a 180 degree turn. Can you elaborate? I'm a dog mom now to a beautiful young son named Tony. A pug. A pug. Who literally is the cutest thing I've ever seen. He's currently in my armpit. He's snoring. Nuzzled up next to Uncle Carrie and he's passed out. I'm trying to get the mic to pick up his breaths. Wheezing. Can you hear at home? I'm sure they can. Anyway, I'm really happy for you because he's he an angel. A cinnamon bun. He is a cinnamon bun. He's, he's a croissant. A toastal strudel. Mm-hmm. And he loves you. I love him. Instant love. Instant love. And I love the way he walks. He's a waddler. He's so smart. He's been a really good boy. He's really intuitive. Yeah. He's a special spirit. He is. He's a two spirit. Like I was worried that he was going to be like just wild. Right. Even though I had held him, like when I first met him, I held him for a long time and he was really chill, mm-hmm. but you never know. Like I no. what if he gets home and he's like a fucking Tasmanian yeah. devil running around, like tearing around the but house, no. peeing everywhere. But no, he's just like, he was meant for you. We're attuned to each other. You are. I'm his mom. He's my son. Yeah. We he's go like, back many lifetimes. He's also oh. like suckling. Oh, he's, he rises. Hello. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> back to sleep. Back to sleep. Oh, oh my god! One of his eyes is closed right now, and the other one is like barely open. He loves a one eye open. Yeah, Snooze. you said he sleeps with one eye open. He often sleeps with one eye open just to make sure what's happening. I think, and during these times, it's best we should all sleep with one eye open. It's best to because. Do that. <laughs> After everything that's happening right now, I think every American should be sleeping with one eye open. Tony, so Tony is, is a trendsetter. Tony is leading the charge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were talking about so, the introduction of, of truly iconic Paul Johnson Calderon. PJC. PJC, as he's called in the show. He was actually introduced a little bit before Jules. Right. Where we got to know his journey. But we just like, we kind of got into Jules and like, Jules, stop. yeah, she really like takes over in yeah. that way. But Paul... Who is her number one enemy. Her, they are... Tr- they are nemeses. Yeah. Because Jules 
used fucked to be with best his. They, they used, used to be, be BFF. Then Paul dated someone. Paul dated Tinsley Mortimer's brother, brother-in-law. So in-law. she dated. He dated a Mortimer. Uh, Topper Mortimer's brother, I think. Wow. So they were, you know, very enmeshed families. I think they were together for a while, and then according to Paul, Jules was texting this boyfriend that paul like all these sinister things that paul was doing on the side and like ruined their breakup or relationship which like i'm sure she was doing that but i don't think it just takes so there was probably other things happening that caused that but paul has made up in his head that it's jules that caused his like divorce from this man yeah but i mean i think jules when she really sets her mind to like ruining your life she tries with all her might to do it well yeah and i think she's actually like scary because according to paul she's like burned down she burned down her family's country home yeah so jules (laughs) according to paul has burned the country house down and also pretended to have cancer so according to paul jules is like the forerunner of faking cancer on reality TV show, which like now is like kind of a norm. Yeah. Now there's like cancer fakers everywhere, but Jules was one of (laughs) the first like notable cancer fakers. Even Tony woke up for that. He's like, I don't trust Jules. I don't trust Jules. He's giving a side eye to Jules. He's literally back to sleep. He's one eye open at me. Back to REM cycle. Immediately to REM. Yeah. Um, So Paul, (laughs) So, so Paul hates Jules. He, they hate, and she hates Paul. They have an iconic hatred towards each other. But like maybe secretly still love each other. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're that tight, of, it speaks to how close yeah. you were as friends. If you then go into like a full fledged, like hatred, shit talking and yeah. like, physical violence against and, each other. <laughs> and when we get into it, we'll get into it later. But like when we do see them interact, like it almost seems like Jules is like smiling at him because she know like she thinks he's like great. So like mm-hmm. when they're fighting, you can almost see Jules like. She kind of laughs she's at what like, he says. She's like laughing at everything he says. They're kind of Parnos and Lindsay, if you think about it. They are a little Parnos and yeah. Lindsay. They're kind of like PC, Peterson, and uh, Jesse from NYC Prep. Mm-hmm. Like frenemies, codependent. They know exactly how to push each other's mm-hmm. buttons. So, but Paul is like a true Paul's babe. Yeah, he's a babe in this period of his life, yeah. which is captured on camera. It begins his first line is like, my name is Paul Johnson Calderon. I've been to rehab twice and I'm still drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which what an amazing love. moment. Love. And like, he's very unabashed about it. Like, he's he wears his recovery attempts with pride yeah he's like a multi-rehab bragger uh which is like a certain type of recovering addict and i've wondered if is he part of the like the johnson family because it seems like his family is like extremely wealthy i want to say yes but i'm not so sure he goes to a party with a like promoter guy named malik so where he just like drinks a ton of beers, yeah. makes out with a random, and then they get in a limo afterwards. And Paul goes, I know what I want. And if you don't like it, peace. And rolls down his window and like tosses the beer outside. A PBR. A PBR, just like outside a yeah. limo onto the street. They went, him and Malik, not so she. And I love how he's like, I'm with this guy named Malik, not so she. Like he's totally <laughs> like, I don't know who this person is. He's just with him. And. He they go to the Ritz, which is like a gay bar in Midtown, which is like 
I've like only had dark nights there. So mm-hmm. like I, I totally was like brought back to that when seeing the Ritz in this in this shot. A dark night of the soul at the Ritz. It truly is. The Ritz is okay, full disclosure. I went to the Ritz when I first moved to New York and I went <laughs> Tony's face like, is like, oh man, the Ritz. Yeah, the Ritz. He's like ready Ugh. for this story. So I went to the Ritz <laughs> and I was I was on ecstasy and I went with some I went with my friend from high school and like who was visiting from uh from college or something and he we all went out and i was on ecstasy and uh my friend david like we were just like having a good night and at the ritz they they walk around and they take photos of you like like the, they have photographers yeah they have there. like a photographer on hand and so i was with my friend dave and my friend pat and like we all like took the photo and like mind you my eyes were probably like sharks saucers like, saucer eyes yeah and months later i was on facebook and this random guy who i'd met a few times messaged me on facebook and he goes hey you just came up on my facebook sidebar and i was like what and he was in the advertisement section uh, and i was like excuse me and he sent a screenshot of this picture of me from the ritz eat out of your brain eat out of my like yacked out of my mind like <laughs> rolling my fucking like <laughs> little titties off <laughs> And it was like, come to the Ritz. I love them using that as like the promo. They used me. They And it was like my first like introduce, introduction into like social media is like not a safe place. Yeah. And I like. I like Did you e- message them? Yeah. I like emailed. The, I went on there like and I it was like on their like Facebook page and like people were liking it and like com- like I was like, first of all, not enough people are liking this photo. First <laughs> of all, I was like offended by like the lack of engagement this photo got. But I was also like. <laughs> They're using my likeness mm-hmm. and my friend's likeness. And it was like so weird. And I messaged them and I think they took it down. But I was like, this is unacceptable. It was like, unacceptable. I'm going to contact Facebook HQ. Like I was like going ham. I love taking it. You escalated. Things. I escalated things. Jewel, you escalated things. Jules Kirby attorney style. I was super like Jules in the hotel room. I'm ready for like always to threaten legal right? action. I will send a cease and desist or like to the ritz yeah just like threaten like a total exposure of your brand right i'm like i will dedicate my the rest of my existence to using my platform to take you down if you don't do xyz if you don't remove my saucer eyes photo like immediately from this (laughs) were you sober at this point when you re-saw it again no this was like (laughs) This was like seven years. It was like it seven was early years ago. in the game. I was very not sober, but like I still didn't want people to see this no. horrific photo of me. <laughs> so when Paul was at the Ritz, I was like, my resentments came back. And yeah, I was like, fuck these people, angry all over again. But when you're at that place, like you, you're only gonna have a dark night. You're gonna have saucer eyes, mm-hmm. a make out with a random, and like being, and then like littering, and also being with someone named like Malik, not so chic. <laughs> So Paul throws his beer out the window. So immediately we love Paul. Yeah, we're like, okay, we're totally Paul's in love iconic. with Paul. He's amazing. Then later he meets his mom for lunch. Also a true icon. Yeah, a true and gay ally. An, a gay ally. Paul's mom. I don't know her name except just Paul's mom. I think mom. she's just Mrs. Paul's mom. Yeah, she's from Massachusetts. She's from she Massachusetts. took the train down. She thought for like a nice brunch with her gay son, who she just wants to like find a husband and like settle down. Yeah, she's like, you know. When are you he's bring been a guy? to rehab twice, yeah. but he's still drinking. But she also is like, I think she also doesn't really know how recovery works because she's like, they do like a challenge style interview on the street with her. And she's like, yeah, you know, 
Paul is doing really well. Like I have lo- watched him. He seems to be only drinking one glass of wine. Yeah. So it's all good. And she's I- like, I'm confident that he only drinks one glass of wine. Like when he goes out at night and yeah. then, like they cut to him, like throwing a beer out the window. <laughs> but yeah, her like man on the street interview, mm-hmm. it felt like very sex in the city season one where they would like do those awkward yeah. interviews with people. So she's like just having faith that Paul knows what he's doing and they get to lunch and he's like, mother dear. At the Russian tea room. The Russian tea room. (laughs) Sit down. Very gossip girl. And he's like, mother dear, I came here to ask you if you'll release 50K to me from From my my trust. trust." And she's like, I didn't. She's like, Paul, I thought we were just having lunch. Like, plus you've run through $200,000 already. I was speechless. And then he goes... Well, I didn't know I was having tea with Mussolini. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha Jones wishes. Yeah. And also in this moment, they've like added like a soundtrack over because I'm sure whatever music they're playing, they didn't have the license to. So they're playing like like free iTunes classical music. And it's Mm like do 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 do. And like, so it's just so fake and Mm -hmm. it's all so staged. (laughs) And she's like. Paul, you've o- you've almost run like a quarter of a million dollars through your trust fund, and he's like, "What? Like, I just like I have things that I need to do. I it's need like to. I need to shop. He's like, I need an apartment, like renovated. Like, I really want to like. And he's so good at manipulating her because he's like, it's all for in the hopes of me settling down and like having a family. Yeah. So he's like, so I need a really good space to like host men potential suitors mm-hmm. and as soon as he says that she's like okay she breathes a sigh i'll relief. think about it and like yeah they agree to just like part ways and she's gonna think about yeah. releasing funds <laughs> and we had a side conversation where we were like how much money is in his trust fund and i think that it just must be a lot it must be like an unfathomable amount because like if it was only a mill and he's run through that I would think that a parent or whoever was like the guardian of the fund would be, be like, like absolutely a, this, not. Yeah, that'd because be like you're going to be homeless. This in is like an emergency. Yeah, but like, and this could all be fake too. Yeah, but like, that's true. I but just it felt that. kind of real. I think this I think show was, was pretty authentic and yeah. real, which is why it ended up on the chopping block. But we were saying, I mean, we were guessing at least like tens of millions. Yeah. I think like, so. It to be so casual and like the mom being it's like it's like, like when my dad would be like oh, like when I was so like asking my dad for money I'd be he'd be like I just put $60 in your you know what I mean he was like yeah. Carrie I just gave you 60 you know what I mean mm-hmm. and like so she's talking about fucking $200,000. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Being like you spent like $200 Paul. last week on groceries. Yeah. But Paul spent $200,000 and I don't know if it's like 200,000 that went to the rehabs or if rehabs come out of like a different account. I think it's a, he must have like a different I would love to know what he spent that money on. Yeah. I mean, I think we know. Yeah. So Paul is just, he's really TBD. Like, will he get the money? Won't mm-hmm. he? I love that that's his main, his pilot drama. <laughs> yeah. Is if, will he get 50,000 grant, 50,000 from his trust Released fund? from his trust fund, who his mom like holds the keys to. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to find out. And she goes, she, and then do you remember when she goes, your grandfather like worked, you know, he works so hard for all his wealth. Like she's just, it's everything she's saying. It's so like, what? <laughs> it's like, he's, this is not the way to make him understand that. Yeah. He's like, lunch. I don't care about my grandpa. He's like, this is not, he's like, that's great. Good for him. But this is 2010. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
mother. You can't invent like doorknobs or elevator buttons anymore, yeah. mother. Yeah. So they they part ways. They she's part gonna ways. she's gonna stew on it. And then we meet the true queen of high society, Dale Mercer. So for any Switch crossover fans with also with the Roni Real Housewives of New York, we now know like Dale has become a fixture on the show. Yeah. Like, she's probably more interesting than like any of them. Dale is my queen because she gets an idea in her head and she goes with it. She's a little dowdy. hundred percent. Yeah. She's very, has like some dowdy energy. Um, Dale Mercer is Tinsley's mother. She's Dabney's mother. She is, lives in Newport mm-hmm. full time, Newport, Rhode Island. And it's like, you know, one of those like marble palatial homes I have up there. She seems to be more into Tinsley than Dabney. Oh, for sure. Tinsley is the Dale's obsessed with Tinsley. Dabney's the lost child. And yeah. Tinsley's the golden child. Yeah. So Tinsley just outshines Dabney. And I think Dabney knows it and has made peace with it. Yeah. But Dale Mercer only really comes down, I think to check on Tinsley. And she's really upset that Tinsley and Topper have gotten divorced. And she, her, She's like a upset because she's an interior decorator and she decorated their apartment. And she says it's nice too to have their monograms be the same because mm-hmm. they both have the same. She loves that. Initials. She had a lot of attachment to that hideously decorated. It looked like an older woman decorated it. It was the most. It looked like if Dale lived there, you'd yeah. be like, "This is so charming." And like we said earlier, like Tinsley was like, "It." We lived in the most fabulous apartment, and me and you were both like, "Uh, this looks like a dead person lives there." Mm-hmm. And so then Dale is like, "What is Tinsley thinking? She's living in the Midtown. The Midtown. She hates that Tinsley lives in Midtown. She calls it the Midtown. The Midtown. So she goes to visit Tinsley at her new place. Yeah, and she's also scandalized because Tinsley is dating a prince, a German prince, a German prince named Casimir, who, you know, Dale is like wants her daughter dating a true Yankee. Like she does not want like she doesn't like European these like European." Yeah. It's like how the European aristocrats inbreed. Like, she wants only, like, American, like, true blue blood. Yeah. So she's very sus about Prince Casimir, which also so am I. Yeah. I mean, that just, it's not adding up. And we later find out, like, he later turns into an asshole, but it kind of lays the groundwork, like... For what's coming. For what's coming. And you see, like, Tinsley has a pattern of dating these, like, kind of asshole dudes. Yeah. So Dale, according to Dale... Casimir is already reading through Tinsley's emails. She's like checking his, she goes, he checks your Blackberry Tinsley. Like he's already <laughs> snooping around the BB. He's super controlling. He's very controlling already. And But he's allowing himself to be on the show. Unlike Topper, whose face is blurred out right. in every single scene. But when we see the cuts of Casimir, he's always like shown from the side. Shown from the side with an aviator sunglass and, on. And like a black peacoat on. Yeah, just like kind of shadily looking mm-hmm. around. He's shady. Oh, he's so shady. And so Dale comes and is to he visit a prince? TBD, TBD, but Dale is Dale on the is case. On the job. <laughs> Dale is going to get to the bottom of things. I don't I, we can't spoil what's coming. No, we won't spoil it. She comes to Tinsley though. This is why she, she's very dowdy, dowdy to me cuz yeah. she 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 pulls all the stops. She cements herself her sale. Your sale. <laughs> I went full Dale. You went very Dale. She cements herself as like the one to watch. Yeah. 
with her shenanigans on high society. But she tells Tinsley she comes to visit her at her midtown apartment, and Dale's like, This is disgusting. Meanwhile, it's like probably a two million dollar apartment. Yeah, it's like, like it's a nice It's, it's really like a beautiful. Apartment. It's like a lofted ceilings, a huge like Florida went ceiling windows it's good for a single girl who's just like getting divorced and yeah. getting back out there i mean it's fine it's more than fine i love but we'll find that dale is completely unsupportive of this divorce and tries to troll tinsley at every single to turn. this day to this day still activates a divorce troll recently Topper on- has been remarried to like a new person like has moved on with his well, life speaking and of you know, his new person let it go is dale in a, in a new and a recent episode of roni Tinsley meets her mother for drinks and she looks down at Dale's she's wearing like <laughs> velvet slippers like loafers for women and Tinsley goes mom those are shoes by Topper's new wife and and, and Dale looks at her and goes I know and then smiles <laughs> and then smiles Dale is here to troll <laughs> and I kind of love that about her it's and- consummate you, you don't see a lot of her like nurturing side in high society but in roni what she's, i like is that you see like she does troll but then she's also like super there for tinsley and no. like does have like a positive yeah. nurturing motherly side Dale's and so amazing. i really like their relationship and dale calls tinsley out like yeah. dale's like you gotta grow up mm-hmm. like because i think in this she's probably what in her mid-30s tins yeah in high society in high society I don't know. Because in Roni, she's like 43. Really? Yeah. And in a recent episode of Real Housewives of New York, Tinsley has a full nervous breakdown in... In a clown costume. In a clown costume at the New York Circus. (laughs) She's bawling her eyes out. She's like, I thought this would be my dream, but I feel nothing. Mm -hmm. And Dale's kind of like, Tinsley, like a circus should not be your dream. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like you've, (laughs) your life is, oh my God. (laughs) Tony is sprawled out on my stomach. You're Dale and Tony is Tinsley. Yeah. Tinsley. Dale. Hi. I love when he falls back with just his eyes open and he like goes into a death sleep mode. He loves to lay on his back. He's so a he prince. Is, he is a if prince. If there's any prince, it's not Casimir. It's, it's Prince Tony. It's Tony. Um, so Dale is like trolling Tinsley hard. She's her mission is to get Tinsley to get back together with Topper. Yeah. And then she just goes before she leaves Tinsley's midtown apartment. She goes, don't be photographed with him. Do not do not be photographed with the prince with the prince. She is giving her like a stern talking full momager, full momager. And then she leaves in a huff. My goal in life is to have my mother turn to me and go, don't be photographed with this person. Do not like that's when I know I've made it. Yeah. That is like a true. You've made it. (laughs) Do not be photographed with this person. Do not. She's like, all right, all right, mom hurries her out the door. Then Paul gets a call from his mother to tell him the good news that she well almost good news. She, well, so pref- let's let's back up for a second. Paul is with someone that you pointed out to me, Hannah Bromfman. Hannah Bromfield. Bromfman. Bromfman. Yeah. Who you who I you educated me on this girl because yeah. I I didn't know who she was. So I'm sure a lot of the readers know who Hannah Bromfman is because she's like a big influencer. She's a babe and is a total babe. Has like a huge following on Instagram and like has like a website that's devoted to just like fitness and wellness and like matcha. Um, and she's like loves like to work out and it's just great. And 
her image now is so different than like this moment because mm-hmm. Paul gets a call from his mom that she's going to release 25 K to him. Yeah. And she just transferred it into his account. He's so initially kind of like, mm. he's like, I hate this, but like, thanks. Thanks mom. Then he immediately calls Hannah who comes to meet him at like a random hotel. I think he gets a hotel room. He's he does, celebrated. He's like, he's, I want to celebrate getting $25,000 from my trust fund. Yeah. So for, then for what he spends, I think like most of it in, one night (laughs) because he has like a nice hotel room he calls and gets racks of clothes delivered he's like popping champagne with hannah and then they like head out on the town and they're like in a limo glasses of champagne in hand and she's like lolling at all his antics which is like very off brand like off hb fit that we all know today brand but i love like a glimpse into the past because you know all these people in new york are like friends with each oh, other for sure. like longtime friends and she's part of the seagram's family right yeah she's part of the seagram's family who if you're a true crime head and you've listened to escaping nexium you will know that two of the bronfman sisters i think that are cousins of hannah's they're heirs to like heiresses to like a huge chunk of the seagram's fortune and they've basically funded keith ranieri's entire like legal representation in his like trial for like sex trafficking and like abuse and shit wait there's a podcast about it yeah called escaping oh, Nexium. oh my god it is so good were they working with allison mack they were working with the seagrams yeah yeah they they and allison mack and like all these people were like the high up women and then the podcast focuses on this one husband and wife who were like the whistleblowers but the they were both in nexium and the wife got called she got inducted into like the 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 girl branding but that was like a subdivision of nexium that was like a second like level but it was like the manson girls right pretty much like they just like convince you that like this is going to be great and there it all includes like having like a slave if you're going to be part of this like women's group and so like you would have like a dom woman that you would have to like report to and they could your like dom or like master could call you at any time to like make you do anything and you always have to do like what that woman tells you to do so they were just like it's like a pyramid scheme of like fucking essentially so they were just like i mean this is like sorry we're diverging but like they were just basically enacting this man's like fetishes yeah like i'm nothing wrong with those fetishes but when you're branding someone and forcing them into your well if they like don't if you like really don't want to be branded and then you're being like convinced to be branded that's like not great no of course i'm just saying (laughs) i'm like go get branded if like that's what you want that's what you want but like but they they branded them they branded them like got all the new recruits in, made them get naked sit in a room while they were branded one by one then eventually this woman that's like the focus of escaping nexium woke up and realized that they had branded Allison Mack and Keith Raniere's initials onto her. And that's when she was like, wait, what the fuck? So Allison Mack was like the high priestess of the church. Yeah. She was like the right hand woman. Have you ever seen the video of her interviewing him? No, I'll but I'm sh- sure I'll it's it to you. It is crazy bone chilling. Yeah. She's just staring at him. Like everything he says, she's, like looking at it like she's hearing about like space for the first time yeah like it's wild to me so then this woman and her husband like made a plan to like escape but it's really good podcast i think it's like five or six episodes 
So leading back to Hannah, I know. Tony is just trying to breastfeed off of Carrie. He's having dreams. He's having a dream. His eyes were rolling in the back of his head at one point. Yeah. Um, so he's in she. True ecstasy. He's amazing. So he's at she, the he is, she's, he's at the hotel <laughs> that Paul's out. So Paul, yeah, we were saying he's probably spent like three fourths of his what his mother just sent him. Yeah. On, on, and he's like, I'm celebrating. Yeah. He's I love celebrating that he says that. And like just God having a fun time. Yeah. Paul's like living his best life. I love life. Paul. I love Paul too. Yeah. I'm here for his whole journey and I'm here every time he drags jewels. It just gives me the most joy in the world. And full disclosure, I've met him in real life. And he's, Same. He's like a doll. I had a night out with PJC <laughs> back in the day. Like when I think it was like around the time the first white girl problems book came out and like had a true NYC night, me which too. was a real full circle moment mm-hmm. because high society was such a big influence mm-hmm. for me. And then now I think he lives in San Francisco and he's like sober. Yeah. He seems like he's doing well and like is like fighting for justice. I'm into Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Look him up. He's a he's great a guy. True. He's a real babe to a babe. Yeah. He's babe. been all the babes. He's been all the, the babes. kind of babe you can And he be. owns it. Yeah. So good for him. Good, mean- for <laughs> good for her. Good for her. Meanwhile, Tinsley and Jules, Dabney and Alex are all going to an AIDS benefit. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I think obvious, like the obvious, like most babe of this is Jules. But yeah. like Alex is my biggest babe <laughs> because I'm like, Jules is at least like just, overtly horrible and yeah. like she's like has a personality which is god awful but alex i'm like who why is she here jules is like a force to be reckoned with where she's the kind of person who like it's like she's exactly as you said like overtly horrible knows it mm-hmm. takes pleasure in being that but is also the kind of person that if like she had some sort of awakening in life, like she's a force to be reckoned with right? and then could like change her life and be like a really powerful <laughs> she could change the world. She could change the world. If she used her horrible racism and, and homophobia she, and anti-Semitism for good. Yeah. <laughs> imagine what, could, imagine be what could be done. <laughs> but like Alex is kind of the worst because she's just like the silent complicit friend. That's like too uncomfortable to really say anything, mm-hmm. but just like goes along with it. And Dabney kind of does too. Tinsley's yeah. out to lunch. Like I don't think Tinsley even knows what Jules feels about. No, anything. I don't think they really know each other. Cause on the way to the car, like I think, uh jules remarks that tinsley's not paying attention to anything they're talking about and then jules goes which was like kind of funny she (laughs) goes whatever like you're divorced and you wear dresses like you're 12 years old what does he what does she say yeah she goes um she just like makes fun of tinsley for being like for dressing like a teenager and "And you're old and you're old (laughs) meanwhile i think jules is the same age jules is literally a like a young 65 (laughs) (laughs) so they go to this aids benefit which also is like I wouldn't be surprised if she was really like a 65 year old woman from Arizona or she's like tan mom. She is. I was just going to say she reminds me of tan mom so much. She is. She definitely like spends her days just going to like get spray tans. Spray tans. But like she loves to get like a good base tan going in like a machine for like 10 minutes. And she goes to like chopped. Yeah. Salad place in New York and like eats there and like is hungover all the time she's like eye rolls at everyone Ugh. she's like total tan mom how hungover is she at all times she's 1000 percent vanderpump rules level hungover yeah and like also just like coke hangovers i feel the coke hangover when i was watching her just like under her like the coke hangover is like you can feel it like 
under your eyes because mm-hmm. it's in that nasal area. So like you're just feeling like a tire that can't be explained. That's why than, she's so red, probably. Yeah, she's ruddy. She's over tanned. Her hair is fried. She's like straightened her hair too much. She's just a sailor. She is a fucking <laughs> she, pirate. She's a pirate. She's a. She she's been a, on the high seas for months. She's a no nonsense barkeep. Yeah. That's what she is. In Arizona. In Arizona. In like a shitty town in Arizona. Yeah. She's like at the, go- she's at like a shitty country club. Like she's like this like haggard waitress. Yeah. She, that works at like a country club. That's worked there for years. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, that's Jules. No, Jules. She's oh, like, Jules. she's like the head waitress at this like, at the men's lounge in this like terrible country club in Arizona. And she she just, brings like, them all their like hey. cigars yeah. and then like tells racist jokes they, with like, them. Slap her butt. And yeah. Like, hey. And she's like fine. And yeah. they give her tips. Yeah. And then she goes home to like her studio apartment. Yeah. She lives in like a, a condo in like Scottsdale mm-hmm. and like goes out in her balcony and like chain smokes like Newports and drinks like yellowtail pinot grigio out of the magnum yeah and, and she like, just kind of stares off into the distance with mm-hmm. her feet up on like the balcony and when they're like dirty and yeah. she wears like and she listens to like dreams by Fleetwood mac like on repeat mm-hmm. and just like chain smokes like newports she changes into like a terry cloth like mm-hmm. juicy couture mm-hmm. oh my god yes <clears throat> and then just like chains yeah and she has a dog that like or a cat or something that's like just like not really yeah so jules goes home and does that yeah she watches like she still has pay-per-view. She loves pay-per-view. Yeah. She won't go I, to the, I never switch. She won't go to the theater. Yeah. She just wait till it comes out on pay-per-view. I never switched over. She, I'm not going to do Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I just like, fuck, I, I got the pay-per-view. I've had it since 19, you know, 96. And I'm, I'm not going to, I still, I watch the boxing matches on pay-per-view. So. She always, she'll have I'm boxing gonna, match yeah. parties. I got the match on this weekend. I'm going to have some people over and, you know, we're just going to like, we're gonna watch pay-per-view she's always dating guys that like love that like don't have pay-per-view but mm-hmm. she does so she'll host all the yeah. parties for them to like watch boxing matches she only allows men in her house yeah she only has she has like one girlfriend who's like another like you know country club mm-hmm. worker and it's them plus like a bunch of like young men mm-hmm. from like town who are all like scrubs and they come over they come over. She's always dating like a 25 year yeah. old. And they like, she makes, she's still like kind of sassy and she always yeah. stayed thin. Yeah. Cause she does so much Coke and like, she does Coke and she's just like waspy like that. But she has like a bit of the, like she's got like the wine, like, you know, the wine puff. Mm-hmm. So she's like in that, in that sphere. Yeah. And she, she has her, she clips her extensions in mm-hmm. like underneath. Yeah. So she's learned how to make her hair really like voluminous. And she, she draws her eyebrows on yeah. in a way that's like, like she bleached her eyebrows so much in the past that like her hair just fell off. So now she just like fully draws her eyebrows on basically with a Sharpie. She's thinking about getting microblading, but she's like on the fence about mm-hmm. it, but she loves living in Arizona. She loves it. She gets tan. She's like, you can tan. It's warm all year. <laughs> Her family completely has cut her off. They are. She's been cut off for decades yeah. now. But she's but still. She's like, but she, she still loves speaks. Arizona too because of their like race, or like overt racism. Yeah, and they, you know, gay gays are. She they hate gay people there. Like, yeah, they hate. They she's hate. really into like building the wall, so uh-huh. she's like part of one of those like wall oh building groups where like on weekends she goes down and like helps lay bricks. She- <laughs> 
she like she is a she goes to women for trump yeah she goes to like women for trump meetings like once a month Mm -hmm. she brings like her yellowtail it's the only time she talks to women yeah is that like a women for trump meeting she's like i don't trust anyone but I, i like it here i like it here and and then she always gets way too drunk at those and, and like, everyone's weirded out and everyone by her. gets like weird out and they like have to call a car for her yeah and she goes home ah. but she thinks she's doing like great political work yeah she's yeah. an activist and she's she posts a- like <laughs> she posts like like anti like liberal memes yeah like she posts like aoc anti-aoc memes she hates aoc hates aoc she loves she runs like a meme account on instagram Mm -hmm. that's like somewhat racist memes yeah and then just like far right (laughs) (laughs) no one knows no one knows that it's her but it has like twenty five thousand followers but she's gotten into some legal trouble because some like alt-right people who've like copyrighted their own memes yeah they like send her like lo- their like legal letters like cease and desist like mm-hmm. you have to take these down so she's always getting stuff pulled yeah but god bless her she'll keep trying she'll always keep trying yeah. and like she's just here like fighting her own fight in yeah. arizona and like once in a while she'll go into her like high her like new york city high school like facebook group mm-hmm. and like someone will like say like someone will post something about an upcoming reunion coming up and then Jules will just like <laughs> she'll post one of the memes from the like anti like she'll post like a pro Trump meme just like in the comments yeah just to like nowhere. fuck with people and it starts a fight mm-hmm. and then people are like and then she starts fighting people she's single she loves to just like single handedly destroy Facebook groups yeah. like she's done this over and over for like her high school graduating class yeah. like she's come in and just like taken over uh-huh. and then causes so much infighting that like the group just implodes she cackles to herself and then slaps her laptop shut yeah she comes into the group and she just goes what does she say she comes in and she goes the you know the people need to redefine what what cages mean because i don't <laughs> when i see those i don't see cages i see a holiday in <laughs> and they're like what and she's like you know the cages like the border she's like I, I i see a nice like hampton inn when i look at those like what's the what's going on there like why the liberals they want you to think it's and this has nothing to do with anything that anyone's talking about and she lives like, like a facebook live video yeah. too like where she oh, yeah. rants and then we'll post it in these groups mm-hmm. and she just like she just loves it yeah jules is like chaos and she loves conspiracy theories she's a truther like yeah. any kind flat of flat earther any kind of thing that you can truth about, she truths. She's hard. a flat earther. She's a total flat earther. Jules Kirby is a flat earther. You've heard it here and now. Yeah. She she, <laughs> she likes like flat earther memes. This is why no one's heard of her and you can't I do know. wellness checks of her because she literally moved I to Arizona. I have done a wellness check. Yeah. She's, there's nothing about her online. Yeah. She's in AZ. Anyway. She so, lives a citizen's arrest. Oh, yeah. She loves pulling people over. Oh, my God. Jules does, like, a citizen's arrest every week at Starbucks. Yeah. She, like, starts fights with, like... Like, one day, like, this gay couple was, like, in Starbucks. <laughs> and they were, like, this, like, middle-aged gay couple that's, like, retired. And she... They were, like, being affectionate with each other. And, oh, my Sleeping. God. And she called a citizen's arrest on them. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, what are you doing? She said, she was like, there's an AIDS outbreak at Starbucks. She called like the CDC. 
mm-hmm. and like called sorry him, sorry but like can i talk to someone there's like yeah there's like there's like these homosexuals here and they're like endangering children yeah it's like really bothering me i'm like i don't want to get aids and then she throws her phone yeah i don't want to get AIDS. <laughs> she throws her phone at the starbucks yeah. like pastry case yeah and it just lodged right in there <laughs> <laughs> there's a she still has a blackberry yeah her blackberry is no she has the the giant nope. phone from the hotel <laughs> she still has from the from the empire hotel she just carries that around and it doesn't even work anymore and she just throws it yeah she loves she just always needs a phone to throw she threw it and the barista was like ma'am i'm calling the police and she's like good let's get him here to arrest them yeah and the gay couple like one of them's wearing a visor and he's like fucking bitch and like walks away and then another time she's also one of those women that like will call the police on like black children playing at like a playground or something oh totally she's totally that like white woman that's like what are you guys doing here and they're like like, watching always and suspicious and they're like we're having a picnic and she's like well i'm calling the police Mm -hmm. and then she calls the police and then like they meme her yeah which is what jules is she's been memed a lot but you just don't recognize her Mm -hmm. anymore so you wouldn't put it together but she like is the original i'm calling the manager she's calling the manager can i speak to the manager she's i love the names for those women too like karen picnic patty or like (laughs) something like it's fucking terrible women um those white people um so yeah that's just like an update on jules (laughs) we Anyway, back we to... We veered off. We veered off. to know. So they're going to an AIDS benefit, which is like, okay. what? That's what AIDS needs, is like four white women yeah, who are just there to get photographed. Tinsley Mortimer and Alex Abisov. Ozimov. Ozimov. Yeah. Abisal. <laughs> going to the AIDS benefit. And then PJC is with Hannah in the back of the car. And they decide to go to the AIDS benefit, too. And it, Paul goes, Jules, whack-ass Kirby. <laughs> it's the best... <laughs> Jules, whack-ass Kirby is going to be there. He is like, why don't you go burn your country house down or pretend to have cancer? She faked cancer because her parents cut her off and she wanted the money. She's truly the, the queen, queen of, of the, the drugs, drugs of society. Which is the best thing I've ever heard. And then he goes, I hope Jules she dies in a fire. <laughs> and then he goes, I wouldn't piss on her corpse if she was burning to death. So Paul hates Jules. <laughs> the most vicious... Like, not even, like, kill yourself or, like, something, like, it's, like, that's horrible in itself, but he says... Die in a horrific accident? I wouldn't piss on your burning corpse. If you... Yeah. So, the length of his hatred for this woman is, like, out of control, but obviously, like, justified in some way. I mean, she did him dirty, and now he's back for revenge. (laughs) So, they go to this AIDS charity, and they keep calling it the AIDS charity. Yeah. (laughs) It's good to, like, go to these things and, like raise yeah. money for aids mm-hmm. and so paul's there he's ignoring jules and yeah. she like sees him jules says the most horrible thing ever she says he might be like needing this charity because he might be an aids victim i don't know yeah she starts like just randomly telling people that maybe paul has aids which, <laughs> which is classic jules classic jules curb and then Paul and Hannah bounce, and Paul's throwing now a party oh, at yeah. Apotheke. In Apotheke in Chinatown. Because it's a party to celebrate the $25,000 that was released. He's doing... The fact that Paul is throwing an after party for an AIDS charity is, like... Wild. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> He's like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have an after party 
to celebrate a few things, namely my trust fund being released. <laughs> so at this after party, Jules and everyone shows up. Paul's drinking cans of beer. He loves a can he of beer. He loves like a PBR. Yeah. Jules shows up and is talking shit to everyone she sees about Paul. Yeah. And is like, she just came there to like verbally malign him. Tinsley. Yeah. I don't even know. I guess the producers were like, you have to go to a pot. Like it's in your contract to go to apothecary. Yeah. Tinsley. It's still like unaware of anything that's happening. Yeah. Tinsley doesn't know any of these people. No. She, knows, she knows Paul. So she was like, oh, okay, I'll go to Paul's like shitty after party. But she's really more concerned about like, being doing her makeup and being photographed she's like god i she's like this is why i don't go downtown yeah which is so funny because tinsley literally wants to live only in the 10 block like upper east side radius yeah oh my god are you gonna settle yes <laughs> so they so her alex dabs and jules go to apotheke they walk in Paul's shouting like dying a fire like he's just like on so many things Jules is like in has like a talking head moment and she's like well Paul's probably gonna get AIDS or like die of suicide I don't know it's really sad it's really sad and they but it's funny to see them interact because I said earlier like when, oh <laughs> are you okay he's just trying to get situated there when, you go when Tony or no, no Tony, when <laughs> when Jules walks in and Paul like walks up to her and he's like, "Hi, Jules," and they like, and she's like, kind of almost like swatting his face away. Yeah, it's, like they he just, gets like, like in her face, like he's just ready to go. He's like extreme at all points. Like, yeah, so extra gets right in her face. Jules all but slaps him away. But Jules is also laughing, so she, like, kind of loves it. She loves, like, a fight. She loves an opportunity to brawl with someone. And Paul is her, like, ultimate bad. Paul's there to brawl. So they are having, like, you know, a lot of tension. They're having a lot of tension. It's building and building. And then finally, Paul, like, gets a glass full of whiskey and goes, like, to try and toss it around the corner and throw it at Jules. But instead, Jules dodges and the whole contents of the glass hit Alex in the eye. And <laughs> Jules takes Alex into like this back corner of apothecary and Alex is screaming. She's like, screaming like, as though her eye was just gouged out. Yeah. Unexpectedly. Tony, go to sleep. So Jules is crying. Jules is like tending to Alex. And I, and I was imitating Jules. Like she's looking at Paul. She's going like how dare you like, <laughs> someone call the cops she's like i'm gonna call the police on him and she's in the corner like helping alex and alex is screaming and paul's just like loling uh, alex is like wailing yeah. and she goes this is not a joke this, this is, is not, not a joke call the police call the police and then you see jules going like oh my god and it's like so performative and paul's like i gotta go apologize to this girl so like, i don't get sued <laughs> then paul runs away mm -hmm. because the cops do come the cops show up to the bar paul runs off there's ambulances hops in a limo with a beer and yeah. then gets the hell out of there and goes <laughs> to another club <laughs> yeah he goes to what, what club do they go to i can't remember like acme or like something like that yeah and then Tinsley's like, this is why I don't come downtown. And she's like, and Tinsley like slips out the back door because she's like, I can't be seen here. I can't be seen in this yeah, kind of mess. Yeah, I can't be noted that I was here at this like crime ridden scene. So then the next day, Tinsley moves out of Topper's apartment. 
Oh my god. And it's really dramatic. She has a moving truck. It's like snowing or something. It's like not snowing, but like it's just like she and Topper are on the street just like pacing around. He's fully blurred Mm -hmm. and the movers are moving all her stuff and she's just like really like she's like distraught she's wearing green converse she's wearing green converse she's like sitting at one point in the back of the moving truck giving like a man on the street interview being like i can't believe this is so hard like i don't know like how it came to this she's like my whole life like the only thing i've known is like being topper's wife and it's really hard and you just see topper in the background like on his like bluetooth with like his face he's like so trying to leave yeah he's like i have to go like i have to go meet my new wife (laughs) so tinsley takes all her stuff to her new apartment in midtown and then like it's unloaded and there's just like a long shot of her crying hysterically on her bed and then the camera just gets like closer and closer and closer it's like to where it's in her face you can see her pores yeah it's in her like direct line of sight She's weeping, screaming into her comforter. Sobbing. In a fetal position. And it pans out and you see that she's still wearing her green converse. She's still wearing her green converse. And like to think of like thinking of having that kind of emotional journey with a cameraman yeah. like right there and a sound crew around. And it's, it's very crocodile tears. Yeah. Like she's it's a lot. Like, <laughs> and it's like it's it's a full circle because that's how that's mm-hmm. how we started and that's how we ended. If you Google if you were to Google me how did a girl like me get into a place like this? And I'm very like, lucky. <laughs> yeah. So now we're caught up to speed on all of Tinsley's. What a pilot. What a pilot. It gave through a lot of things. It also out there. made no sense. No. There's <laughs> like, no. Like what is like, I guess what you connect to, I mean, what sucked me in was mostly like Paul and Jules. Yeah. And then Tinsley was kind of like a secondary character, even though it's supposed to be like her show. Well, Tinsley, but she gets better, like, it gets better and better between her and Dale. And it truly, like, they introduce, like, a new socialite, like, maybe in the next episode or the episode afterwards. I can give you a little sneak preview. If you've watched NYC Prep, you know this woman. Her name is Devorah Rose. She's on NYC Prep? Yes. Devorah Rose is in a amazing episode where pc peterson goes to like be a pa on a photo shoot Mm -hmm. he's like kind of coming into his queer identity and there's like all these gay guys and they're all flirting with him and devorah rose is like the creative director for this shoot love and she's like being kind of flirty with pc and i was like totally like who is this woman and then she like shows up with him to a party and his friend gets mad at him and she says guests of guests don't bring friends and that was Devorah Rose's. And then when I watched High Society, I was like, fuck. She's she was been trying. In it. She's been trying. And I think she was like a gawker. Like She was a gawker. Like They made fun of her. and like. But then told, where did she go after? We need to do a wellness check on her. I've done a wellness check on Devorah Rose. Okay. What's she's, she up to she's now? She's active. I think she's she's like an editor of this like made up make-believe magazine in New I York. I love that. She loves a make-believe magazine. Right? <laughs> she's so been she's, loving the make-believe so she's coming she's in a fantasy world yeah she does so she's coming like just wait for devora yeah but there's lots to come dale is anything that you need to know about the show is that dale mercer is the star and she's the star of Tin- she outshines tinsley everywhere she goes yeah and i think tinsley knows it and that's why she brings her on because she she makes tinsley more interesting yeah i mean i like 
I'm so attached to their dynamic. Like I've cried. I've cried too. It's amazing. I love them as like a mother and daughter duo. Tinsley also snuck up on me in The Real Housewives because she like, I mean, she's some of her thing, her wants are like seemingly outdated, I guess, if you, if you're talking about like modern feminism and Mm -hmm. like, but like she knows what she wants. She knows who she is. She has no qualms about it. She just wants to be rich and like be married. And she's what is her tagline right now for Roni? Is it? It's like game set match. Now I need a man. Yeah, because she's a (laughs) tennis player. (laughs) That is like if you're like boldly stepping out with that, you're like I'm in. No, she like she like wants a man. She needs a man. She when she's in the moment when she's crying to her mom at the circus she's like here i am in a pretty poofy dress just like i always wanted as a little girl and i always wanted to be this in a poofy dress and i'm not happy and it's like she always like wants to be like a little girl yeah like at the hotel she wants to be eloise she's always been a little girl at heart but dale and especially in you know dale's like basically is like snap out of it you know Mm -hmm. like moonstruck style she's like tinsley you know life isn't over for you you're 43 like this but like you can't be crying like this like it's is like ridiculous you know she's upset about scott that you know chicago guy yeah, she's like a fucking scrub and like yeah. didn't treat her well and dale's like get over it you know and i think tinsley has just grown a lot for me as like a favorite yeah same and she has really funny takes she's she has really everyone's funny. number and she's like and she's kind she's a smart kind lady she's a columbia and she's funny and she like knows her place on the show yeah. like and accepts it and it's kind of funny because like the, sh- like she gets trolled by the other women constantly and she's like it's whatever i'm the yeah. little sister it's fine it's yeah. fine and like just puts up with it which i think is really cool yeah she's like i got the last pick of the rooms whenever they go on trips but like she has really good calls on everyone yeah. and like says it and like she's always right here for tinsley i'm always here for tinsley mortimer her origin story but this is this is crazy yeah and the fact that she's never addressed it on no one has ever addressed it it's so bizarre We'll get to the bottom. We'll figure out like what happened. But my theory is that it was like a all the rich families got together and the elders decided at like an eyes wide shut esque meeting <laughs> <laughs> that they were going to cancel high society and have a scrap. <laughs> you know the eyes. <laughs> that's the eyes wide shut like chanting i know I'm sorry, tony, tony didn't like that that's what the guy sounds like <laughs> and then they go with the with the pole yeah before they all just like fucked in like insane orgies and multi-bedrooms of the mansion they were like first things first (laughs) we must scrub high society from the internet and then they were like okay i'll call my lawyer (laughs) (laughs) and then this this, like naked woman just came out of nowhere with like a with a cell phone and and handed it to one of them i will redeem them (laughs) she was she sacrificed her life yeah so jules kirby could have her her like name kind of spared they definitely sacrificed a model to like get but, when they also like didn't need to they also just didn't need to do the show but also this this happened on nyc prep too because i interviewed two of the people that were two of the kids that were on it like a few years ago and 
one of the girls, Camille, who was like the brain and she was like going to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And they were actually like, I only two, I could only get in touch with two of them, but they were actually very sweet and like funny and had like a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. But Camille told me that, uh, she was basically chased out of her boarding school or her day school in New York. Oh, I'm she sure. She went to Nightingale, which is like the Gossip Girls school. Mm-hmm. And they basically made her leave because they were like, you're ruining our children's chances of going into like a good college. And she had people, parents harassing her on phone calls every night. Like they would call her house and like, was she the her? one that like got to live in an apartment by herself? No, that was Kelly. Okay. Um, yeah. I Kelly mean, I think it's weird because it's like, okay, obviously, I mean, NYC prep was like, you have just straight up absentee parents that are like, good for you, honey. Go yeah. film your show. Like, yeah. fun. Have oh, fun. Oh, that sounds fun. Call me. But they didn't realize like what, what it really was. Yeah. So that's like on them. But yeah. like, hi- and high society was a bit of the same thing. Cause it's just like grown up children essentially who are like, in their late to late twenties to Running early thirties, but bringing shame to the family name with their antics. Yeah, you can excuse like a bunch of like stupid sixteen-year-old kids because like their parents had to it. sign the yeah. permission slip. It's not like they can film a reality no. show as a minor without their parents being like, "Yes, I explicitly give permission no. for you to do this." So it's like it's it's their parents. That's fault. what you fucking get. It's but these people are fully adults. These people are like not on their parents' health insurance. Adults like no, past they are 26. like past like they are homeowners maybe i don't know i don't know what they do except just like paul might be paul might be you'll see his apartment more it's it's a wild it's, it's a actually wild it's an eclectic mix the decorating in these in high society is a the interiors are really tbd and kind of like a nice in the way that vanderpump has their very specific mm-hmm. interiors everyone in high society has their specific interiors yeah paul's apartment is a hmm like this is happening it's nice the empire hotel is also a hmm the empire hotel is the most hmm it's brown and purple color scheme which is like truly that's all you need to know it's like it's like (laughs) i can't even i can't even describe what it is it's like it kind of reminds me of kardashians before this era of kardashians it was like the first iteration of kardashians when they first got wealth and they all upgraded because they also loved brown and purple together when they all their homes like didn't have style but it was like they had all this money and it was very nouveau riche then they now did like, it's like yeah now it's like they're perfection. Sh- beyond chic but like yeah at the first it was like a lot of brown and purples and then like a black and white floor chris's house mm-hmm. like before this new house where it's like you know jaw dropping that house was like whoa <laughs> i love like aesthetic glow-ups that people go through yeah i mean except for vanderpump rules like i don't necessarily want them to have one but i don't <laughs> i'm pretty confident I they know. won't get there maybe some of them will yeah but it's a we sh- we shall see scenario but yeah high society is like but we're ready for this journey as luann said money can't buy you class it's true elegance is learned but like stay tuned there's what i think eight episodes no i think there's six. Oh, it's a short it'll be a <laughs> we short ne- we like to start things never knowing how many episodes they are it'll be a short journey but a meaningful one a meaningful and just get ready to get dark because yeah. things are about to this is just the beginning this is just the tip and it's this season surprisingly has a lot happening in it so much happens i also love that we're recapping another show with a jewels in it I know. <laughs> and they're kind of similar. They're very similar. They kind of look alike. What if they're long lost sisters? They might be. 
switch like jewels from lohan island came like second wait i have an update about what i have to tell oh my god i have some like updates for all of our lohan island fans what should we save the update for the bonus episode yeah okay okay we're gonna sign off but thank you so much for letting me talk with you about high thank society. you so much for being here follow carrie at e-carrie-o, e-carrie-o. subscribe subscribe like, like leave a comment you know report me if you want yeah like, whatever you need just engage with me engage thank you bye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but... Feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl! Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.